Welcome to the Dope CFO Podcast, where you can find the best information for accountants and bookkeepers that want to start and grow a highly profitable and flexible remote cannabis accounting firm. With your hosts, Naomi Granger and Andrew Hunziker. Now that's dope. So today's talk is going to be about achieving financial success for cannabis businesses. All right, so my name is Naomi Granger. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Andrew Hunzinger. We both have over 30 years combined of experience in accounting. My background is public accounting. I've worked in three of the four, um, and I've done audit, external audit. I've also worked in corporate as an auditor and um, doing month in. And then Andrew and I partnered. We are the national leading experts in accounting, and we've created a course where we also teach other accountants how to do accounting properly for cannabis, because there aren't white papers, there's no guidance out there yet, so that's what we do, and we've been seeing in these different publications online, you can find us. And we are Dope CFO. We have seen that not having good books and records in place has caused a lot of issues in this in industry as of late, within the last six to eight months. All right, so is anybody familiar with any of these cases? This is some of the recent litigation that's happened. Champs is a little bit older. That happened back in the 80s. That kind of set the stage. And that was one that they actually won. So they set the stage for how we can write off cost of goods sold, how you can have separate business entities. One is non-cannabis, one is cannabis. And they won, and that was a success. Then we have Olive. They came and then they lost. They were trying to do the same thing that Champ was doing, but they didn't do it properly, and the IRS disallowed a lot of their deductions. And so it's important that you're doing your accounting properly so that you can take these cost of goods sold deductions because we're already paying enough in taxes as it is when we're not taking operating expenses. And then we have AlterMeds, which this just happened, so all the rest just happened in 2018, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. So it's really important that business owners and investors know what's going on financially with their businesses. So in 2018, AlterMeds had a half a million dollars of back taxes and penalties, and 78,000 of that was just penalties for not doing your books accurately. One oh. thing about the AlterMed case, too, it actually initiated in 2010 when they got their license. The IRS didn't show up as they always do for, I think, three years later, and then that led to litigation, and that led to appeals. Final decision, so it was an eight-year ordeal for these poor owners who had no idea they were relying on bad accounting and tax advice, and then separately, they had bad accounting as well. Completely so. ruined their life. They yeah. have no business, no license. Um, they may, I think they went through a divorce. It was well, just yeah. four years of litigation. Canna Bliss, this is the first person who was sentenced to prison for not doing their taxes or their accounting properly, but they were just being blatantly negligent. The owner of this business was um, open, saying he's not letting the IRS rip him with, for all these taxes, and he just wasn't paying them and buying fancy cars and things. So he got seven months pr prison sentence as, as well as about $230,000 of restitutions that he had to pay the tax court, which he paid immediately to kind of see if he could reduce that prison sentence. <laughs> then we have Sweet Leaf. When, actually, they were kind of before cannibalists, but they were just sentenced. So they got 30, 30 days in jail, um, $2 million in back taxes. Uh, the business owners have, had their licenses revoked. For 15 years, they can never have a license, any type of related license in cannabis at all. They are just done for the next 15 years. Um, so out of all of these, would any of this 
cause a business owner in here to want to commit suicide if you saw a $2 million <laughs> bill. I know yeah. had problems in this last year. Yeah, well, this last one did result in a suicide. So it's, it's really serious. It's not like, oh, you're getting a sl slap on the wrist, you did your taxes wrong, uh, you got this penalty. No, these people are losing their livelihood, their license. They've been, they've been passionate about this for so many years. Um, so for this one, and this also just happened December 20th, 2018, $2.3 million of taxes between, there was about three or four owners. And one of those owners just last summer committed suicide over this whole case. And they've been in litigation for over 10 years. A good point to bring up too. Some of these people are actually trying to do things correctly and it's just so complex to do things correctly that they're still losing a case. But then you have someone like say Sweetleaf where they're selling pot to the same people over and over um, that just are blatantly violating the law. Yeah, that's not ever going to cut it. <laughs> good books or not. So. Yeah, so we just wanted to highlight some of the recent, recent litigation. Now, there's another big case. Anybody familiar with the Medmen case? It just You've read them all. So they're out. Oh, CR, you've got to talk to your accountant. This one just came out recently. There are two lawsuits, one from the investors and one from the employees. <laughs> and the, the interesting thing about this one to me, because and originally this... I know we have accountants in here. This um, talk was set up for CEOs and investors. And so CEOs and investors are often aligned together. But sometimes, as we all know, CEOs and investors, just like husbands and wives, cannot get along. Um, so the investors come in and, and sue for poor corporate governance. It turns out, you know, the founders of this deal, they're losing, I think, $180 million, but still paying themselves $20 million bonuses. So yes, the founders and CEOs are doing a lot of very shady things, I would say, but the investors, one of the big issues with investing in cannabis, they've been giving huge sums of capital to CEOs and investors without corporate governance on day one or good accounting or good accounting um, practices I've dealt personally with extraordinarily wealthy investors, both in VC, private, angel, billionaire, getting out of deals gone wrong in cannabis. And I'm always like, wow, you wrote a $10 million check or $5 million check without an accountant on board or any controls where they wouldn't have done this in another industry like high tech or whatever, but for whatever reason, people like to write checks in cannabis. So, so to me, it's like, yeah, the CEOs are wrong here, but investors, I don't feel that sorry for you because, you know, you didn't have to write them a big, huge check without better controls in place. So to yeah. me, that's a, a failure of, of all sides. Um, yeah, we're finding that the investors are actually coming and hiring us instead of the owners. Later, yeah. yeah get, they're hiring us to fixed. make sure that their money is being... Uh, you have a question? Go ahead. Yeah, so you guys you guys have a can accounting training program? Yes. Yes. When that's how Naomi and I actually met. So when I got into the space, I'm also out of big four accounting, um, work Price Waterhouse, Grant Thornton was audit manager 20 years ago. Um, so I have a lot of experience. When I got into cannabis, I was contacting a lot of my contacts in big four, looking for gap guidance, industry guides, anything. There was nothing. There's no QuickBooks chart of accounts, no cost accounting work papers. And cannabis is not just cannabis. It's Farming, extract, retail, edibles, many complicated industries on their own. And basically what I ended up having to do was create this stuff from scratch. Create chart of accounts that worked with cannabis. 
create um, cost accounting work papers, create what we call a flower calendar for the farm that are templates where they each month in close can calculate, do counts of inventory, percent complete, estimated yield per plant that we can take and do the cost accounting papers. So about 2016, people started approaching me from everywhere. I don't even know how they found me. How do I do this? Do you have a chart of accounts? What do you have? What knowledge do you have? And so that evolved for about a year. I helped people for free. That evolved into a program. We now teach 150 CPAs around the U.S. and CFOs and bookkeepers in 40 states, I believe, as of the last count. And so all over the place and collectively, we have, I would say, probably the deepest skill set. We have tax experts, um, CFOs, MBAs, attorneys. Um, and so we have our own private group where we network daily on any possible entity, structure, whatever question related to cannabis. So that's, that's kind of the background of how we got together. And so we have real cannabis clients for a long time. Our students have many, many more cannabis clients um, between us. And so we, we've worked quite a while, I would say, in the industry at this point.